0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Dmitry Lihachev with the third episode of my Smart and nimble Monday talk. It's Monday and I'm super excited to start this week. Why? Well, because it's gonna be the second week when I'm um, trying out the keto diet. Well, to be more precise, the low carb diet. I just, I found it incredibly difficult to cut out completely all the carbs, but at least I'm glad that I, Uh, don't eat, for example, uh, potatoes, rice, and so on. I eliminated all these sweets whatsoever. And you know what? So, on Saturday, I went to the city center in Brentwood and I went to Starbucks. You know, it was difficult to find something over there that that would fit into my low-carb diet because I got so used to going to Starbucks every now and then and taking, for example, you know, a panini or um, or some or a muffin with a cup of coffee or tea, you know, So so I ended up taking some scrambled eggs, a pot of fruits and I asked for a tall mocha and, you know, once I started drinking that mocha I immediately felt that it was it was sweet because well to me mocha was pretty much always something like coffee with milk, right? So well nevertheless I I drank that tall cup of mocha and I thought actually that maybe it's it's milk that I got so, so sensitive to, you know, because there are some sugars, the, the lactose in milk. And I thought that maybe that's why I'm feeling this sweetness. So I came home and I felt sleepy because it was afternoon, you know, it was a weekend. So after sleeping for about an hour, I woke up to do some work and I just couldn't gather my thoughts in one place, you know, if I can phrase it like that. I think this is what's called brain fog. I started to uh, to roll back what I was doing that caused that state, because, you know, because I, I've been reading that um, on the keto diet, your brain starts to function more effectively, you know, you don't experience such brain fog, such lethargy and so on. But at that very evening when I had so much to do I just couldn't find the willpower if you want you know so I started to roll back and I realized that it was probably that tall cup of mocha so I went to the Starbucks website to find the nutritional information about their beverages and you know what I found out that in mocha Starbucks add their unique mocha sweet syrup that contains so i don't remember the exact figure but anyway just loads of sugar and oh boy you know and even though today i i still miss i mean sorry i still miss those sweets you know i don't know that i used to eat while drinking tea you know, I definitely don't miss that state of lethargy, of apathy, and of um, of le- lack of willpower that I experienced, even unknowingly, after eating all those sweets. Anyway, I'm just um, I've just started the second week of this low carb diet. The sugar rush, you know, this 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 craving has pretty much left me already because I do remember at the middle of the first week, I, I thought I was going mad, you know. It, it was such a temptation to just go and drink that can of Coke that we have uh, in our office at work. I'm glad that I resisted it, you know, despite all the temptation. And this is what, I guess, this is what trains the willpower, you know. And if you if you remember in my, in my previous episode, I mentioned that I had some kind of a clash with my parents because they they, they really think that it's it's unnecessary to to moderate yourself in sweets, even though you know um, they have always um, I was brought up with such an idea in mind that you have to moderate yourself, and this is what's even more surprising to me that today my parents don't understand me trying to moderate myself in food in in sweets and so on so anyway um i'm glad that i'm still going through this this challenge i would say yes it's 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 still a challenge it's still a challenge not to um eat white bread with my dinner you know not to put on lots of potatoes lots of chips when i order food for example um so my diet these days consists mostly of either salmon or uh, or chicken, vegetables, fruits, nuts for example. Anyway, I will keep you updated how how my progress goes on. I'm doing this sorry, I know what I'm doing this for and it is to achieve to achieve results that I never could have achieved without restricting my my diet i would say without realizing how f- how food impacts my thinking you know so anyway today what i wanted to talk to you about is the following so you know I want to talk to you about the seven traits of lucky people. You know we often wish each other good luck and yet we despise it when someone gets ahead of us because of luck. We invented all sorts of rituals like throwing coins into fountains and killing endangered animals thinking that they will make us luckier. The myth of overnight success makes us seek a magic wand that will help us achieve our goals and fulfill our dreams. Yet when we dig deeper into biographies of highly successful people, we start to notice patterns. By the way, here we define success by the impact that a person makes on other people's lives, both financially and emotionally. At school, we study the lives of great warriors, painters, writers, philosophers, it only recently dawned on me that all those years these lives were there right in front of me while I merely watched them as watching a movie. Not even a single thought of me achieving something, something similar with my life occurred to me back then. We can certainly call those great people of the past lucky. I'm now, I'm now sure that luck is misunderstood. Yes, to succeed in life and to achieve your goals. You have to be lucky. But look around yourself. If you are listening to my podcast, you're probably well fed. You received an excellent education and most importantly, you have access to all the knowledge on earth through the internet right there in your phone at your fingertips. Just 50 years ago, people couldn't even dream of anything like that. Well, yes, you might say, but so many people have access to all of this and yet they constantly struggle. Well, what makes all the difference is how you use your chances of becoming even luckier. Let's look at the following seven traits of people whom we often consider blessed by fortune. So the first trait that all such people have, is that they practice gratitude. Yes, you see, starting or finishing your day by writing out things and people who you are grateful for is one of the best ways to start journaling. But how can this practice make you you luckier, right? It has been shown that practicing gratitude in this way makes people more empathetic and kind throughout the day thus helping building relationships. Successful people publicly recognize the contribution of their colleagues, friends and relatives. Without being able to nurture deep relationships with other people, it's impossible to become successful. Later people will of course say that you were lucky to meet that guy with whom you went on to achieve success. The second trait of lucky people is that they have routines but they allow for spontaneity. Routines give a structure to our lives. I especially like the life savers routine described in the Miracle Morning book by Hal Elrod. I highly recommend it. You can probably find it on on Amazon. Uh, uh, yeah I think it's a bestseller now. You see routines help our brains to eliminate the decision-making, thus preserving our willpower, which has been shown to be a limited resource. Routines help us build new habits, being part of the Q-routine reward loop. For example, the easiest way to start running, which undoubtedly has lots of benefits, is to set yourself a goal to run, for instance, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. When a Tuesday comes, your brain doesn't need to make a decision whether to run or not. You had already made that decision. At the same time, I like adding some variety to my life and doing some things the moment they come to my mind. Reducing the time between an idea and execution is what allows successful people to experiment and iterate quickly. A healthy balance between strict routines and spontaneity is what has all the chances of attracting luck. The third trait of highly lucky people, people who, who we call blessed by fortune is the um, is the fact sorry is is the trait of reading. Lucky people read a lot. It's incredibly difficult to come up with something entirely new with something that in no way has ever existed in the world. In the end, there is nothing new under the sun, as we know, right? However, there is an infinite number of ways to combine different exciting ideas into something new. Reading books allows us to do just that. Through researching topics of interest and mixing other people's thoughts with our own, we conjure up new ideas resulting in the creation of something that never existed. There is no need to worry if you remember everything that you read. You know, I was, I was very worried some time ago about this until I, um, until I came across an article that said literally the, the, this phrase that uh, don't worry if you don't remember what you have read. You no, know, it's just impossible to remember everything. Reading books trains our minds to think, to imagine, to become more creative and dive into other people's lives. Being interested in other people is is another crucial trait for becoming luckier. So the fourth trait of people who achieve great success and whom we call lucky Is that they often attend meetups. It's undoubtedly much luckier to attend a meetup on a subject that you've been thinking about recently than spending an evening watching Netflix. Have you been pondering about opening a restaurant one day? Try searching for a meetup about French cuisine. Or perhaps you've heard about machine learning and artificial intelligence like me and you think it's time to change your career. Well, start with attending a meetup on this topic to see if you like it. You you never know who you meet in one of such events. The key here is to get to know people around you, what they've been working on, and the easiest way to start is to say hi to a person sitting next to you. The fifth trait of lucky people is that they set themselves challenges. You see, challenges push us to explore the world around and what we are capable of. Luck favors the brave. Would Bilbo Baggins become such a legend if he remained in the Shire? Would Christopher Columbus be remembered as an explorer if he stuck to a known and safe route to India? Elon Musk wouldn't be the one who we know today weren't it for his constant challenge of himself to do something no one has ever done before like you know he's known um to to say the following i would love to die on mars but not on the impact and then, and you know it's not that just he that he just talks about it he has built a spacex sorry he has built spacex the Spaceship company, you know, and and I'm sure he. I'm sure he will build a rocket that will take him one day over to Mars, just for a walk. Why not? <laughs> Personally, I started with physical challenges like cycling. For over a hundred miles and swimming five thousand meters as part of a swimathon challenge, I haven't done an Ironman. Yet it's one of my long term goals. I realized that such endurance events wouldn't be quite challenging for me because it's just a matter of consistent, smart exercising, following a sensible diet, and mental training. The new challenges that I've now decided to take up are in business and making a positive impact on people's lives. You know, these podcasts is one of my challenges, you know, and I am. Well, it's it's too early to talk about it. It's my third episode. <laughs> Gosh. We'll see if I manage to reach the 300th one. You see, such such challenges push us to get ourselves out of the comfort zone and to be creative in achieving our goals with the means available to us. The 6th habit of highly lucky people is that they push themselves out of their comfort zones. Even though that might sound cliche, you know? Yes, luck is most often nowhere near where you feel comfortable. In the book Entrepreneurial Revolution, Daniel Priestley sets up some challenges that urge you to do something about which you feel at first uneasy. For example, one of the challenges is to invite two people per week for lunch. For me, who has always preferred eating at my work desk, that has been quite a challenge. But it turned out not to be that scary. I reached out to a person to whom I wanted to talk on LinkedIn, we arranged lunch and went just fine. Usually, if you feel uncomfortable about something, you should just go ahead and do it. Have you never traveled solo? Well, go ahead and try it. Feeling worried if people would ever listen to you if you do public speaking, inevitably they won't until you try. Finally, the seventh habit of lucky people is that they recognize it doesn't matter how many times they fail. They only have to win once. Some parents, when they see their child fail at sports, advise him to start practicing something else. I consider such an approach entirely wrong. I've come to see that it's the essence of our lives. In order to succeed you have to endure through failures, find more clever ways to practice something, learn from your mistakes. You know, it's the idea that I also found in the book well, f- firstly, it's from Marcus Aurelius in The Meditations, and also the book The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holliday. Great book that kind of elaborates on this idea that obstacles on our way uh, is the way in itself. Uh, well, I mean, sorry, obstacles on our way are. Are the guidance, I would say, or guide us on the way to our goals. You know, they make us stronger. This is what it's all about. And as Mark Cuban also writes in his book How to win at the sport of business. It doesn't matter how many times you fail, you only have to win once. Nobody knows for sure how many experiments Thomas, Ed- uh, Thomas Edison had to conduct thousands according to some articles. It was just one that set him off into the right direction to, to patent a light bulb. J.K. Rowling's pitch for the original Harry Potter book was rejected by 12 publishers and only a small British publisher Bloomsbury Publishing agreed to give it a try. Luck has quite a capricious nature. Sometimes you achieve success on the first attempt, sometimes it takes a thousand in the end it's all going to be worth all the failures. Luck is not something that occurs at random. I believe luck is what follows a sequence of deliberate choices we are making in our lives. These seven traits have been helping me throughout the years to achieve my goals and I wish you the same. So let's just quickly review them once again. So firstly they practice gratitude They have routines, but allow for spontaneity. They read a lot. They attend meetups. They set themselves challenges. They push themselves out of their comfort zones. And they recognize it doesn't matter how how many times they fail, they only have to win once. This week, I'm also building the... The homepage of Smart and Nimble. I really love how it's um, how it's taking the form now. I've published it. You can go and check and check it out at smartandnimble.com and watch a video that I recorded over there. Leave your contact details uh, if you want to receive the Smart and Nimble Success Framework that I'm putting out, and I will re- I will release it shortly. Why I'm doing this is to so first of all well, of course is to have a website for my smart and nimble company the smart and nimble tribe of entrepreneurial people and i i also want to start reaching out to uh to partners with whom to to conduct something amazing i will say it like this for now uh, and very soon i will i will update you on what i'm working on i'm sure it's gonna be super exciting but for now let's let's just not run too far ahead. <laughs> As always, I wish you all the best. I wish you a great week ahead of you and please take care. Oh, and don't forget to to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at smart and nimble. Take care and all the best.